2 p.m. Pacific. I'm Fred McMurray, and this is Pillars of Franchising, where we broadcast the secrets of success in franchising. Along with me is my co-host, Ray Pillar. Ray, how are you doing today? I am doing absolutely great. It's a beautiful, cloudy day here in Aurora, Illinois, 28 degrees, and it's about to go down some more. So we're not expecting to be out of the deep freeze for a little while. <laughs> but how, how's everything out on the left coast? Well, I'll tell you. Um, so we drove back in from Las Vegas yesterday um, from the International Franchise Association Convention, and I got to the central coast, and, my God, I thought it was Chicago. I mean, it was cold, it was dreary, it was rainy, overcast. I'm thinking, why is Ray sending me this weather? I want the sunny stuff. But nice today, nicely today, it's blue sky, golden, you know, golden sun scintillating off the, the Pacific, hoodie weather, my perfect weather. So thanks for clearing up the weather for me um, when I, in time for the show, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, was at the International Franchise uh, um, Association's uh, yearly convention. Um, very great thanks to Tom Porterfield of Porterfield um, and Company CPAs, who took me along. You remember Tom? He was on our uh, show earlier this year with another gentleman who I um, hung out with, Ron Silberstein in our 2019 uh, CPA franchising show earlier today. And, Ray, we're going to have a huge, huge backlog of guests to get on the show. Everybody wanted to, um, everybody wanted to be on the show. Um, it, I, was, I was blown away. Um, many thanks to Nick Neonakis, uh, proud sponsors of the show with the Franchise Consulting Company, and the Great American Franchise Expo, whose booth I was in, and pretty much everybody that came up, either Nick or his, uh, either Nick or his brother uh, Pete, or uh, the director of Great American Franchise Expo, Abel Bayan, kept shoving people out of saying, "You need to talk to Fred. Go on the show. Become famous because of Ray and Fred." So, Ray, everybody in IFA seems to know us. Oh, it's that's pretty good. incredible. In fact, yeah. it it started to feel like Pillars of Franchising Old Home Week because um, I I I saw a whole bunch of our past guests. Nancy Friedman was on there. Um, oh my God, Ron Bender was there. Chris Mangum was there. Uh, uh, Leo from Patch Boys was there. Probably several others that I'm missing, but. It was like old home week on Pillars of Franchising. I'm wow. blown away. You got to go next year. I think I will. Is it always um, in Vegas? No, next year it's in Orlando, from what I'm told. Next year oh, it's in Florida. Orlando. So yeah. That's a little closer for me. It is. I'll, to pick up 60, 70 guests, I'll go there. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go there. And even bigger news, you remember our friend from BlastPoint.io, Tomer Borenstein? Mm-hmm. Well, Tomer and I were able to meet, sit down and talk, and uh, starting at the beginning of next month, which is, I guess, technically tomorrow, 
BlastPoint.io is going to be the proud sponsor of what's your favorite internet radio show, Ray? Uh, Pillars of Franchising? Yes! Way to go, Tomer. <laughs> He's going to be our newest sponsor. And then next week I expect to have uh, news of another sponsor. Ooh. Wow. Kind of rocking it, aren't we? Pretty cool, ain't it? It's amazing. All from, and we only, we all only from, started this a year ago. You know, that's yeah, I know. That's amazing. I, 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 I think I think the secret is having fun. You know, that's that's what I I think you're right. Um, it is having fun and being educational and and not being monotone and putting some insight excitement into franchising, which I saw a whole lot of excitement at the show or at the convention. Um, but not nearly as much as we have on the show, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> so, who's our first guest today, Ray? Our first guest is Andrew Gartshore. <laughs> How you doing, Andrew? Hey, guys. Doing great. Uh, appreciate you having me on the show. Welcome, no sir. Where are you? Where are you located? So, I'm in Chicago. I'm in Chicago area with Ray. It's uh, like he said, it's cloudy, but we're one day from March, so I like to say, you know, it's cloudy with a chance of hope. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like well, the weather, Chicago now we're change. If you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, I'll ask since Ray is wonderfully um, understated at um, introductions, what company are you with and what's your specialty? Yeah, so uh, I'm with Bank of America, and I oversee the franchise lending in the Midwest. Now, when I say franchise lending, basically everything that is not what we say QSR, which is just quick service restaurants. So um, the big McDonald's, multi-unit food food chains, uh, we have a division that works with them. Uh, I solely am working with franchisees outside of that space. Well, that's a lot. Yeah, that's it's, only it's what, a big two thousand of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're finding our way. We're finding our way. We're five years, uh, five years old as a department. Five years ago, um, a, a brilliant executive looked at looked at the franchise market and said, "Hey, why are we treating people coming into franchises like they're starting a mom and pop shop on the corner, um, high risk, and, and 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 nowhere really to go for lending." Uh, this doesn't make sense if they're coming into a franchise where we have, you know, solid data that we can look at and really give the business owner that kind of purchasing power when it comes to lending. Um, why can't we step in that space? And she did, and it's been it's been a phenomenal ride. So we've been growing year over year, um, doubling our numbers and, and, and our people and our manpower. So it's it's exciting. That's fantastic because uh, starting – a person starting out in a franchise really needs a lot of help. And uh, as I'm sure you probably know the statistic better than I, but there's an 80, at least an 80% success rate with uh, new mm-hmm. franchises. Uh, uh, am I correct in saying that? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, ex- you know, and it's a lot higher. Exactly. It's, it's, ex- it's extremely higher than someone just starting up a business, throwing up a business uh, without that brand equity without that marketing power behind it, um, for sure, it's, it's, it's a head and shoulders above when it comes to success rate. 
So do you uh, uh, specialize in just SBA-type SBA loans, or, or are you across the board? So we're across the board. We, we, uh, we actually look at two products we offer our franchise, uh, franchisees. We have an SBA product that, uh, that is great, and we've kind of um, we've built it specifically for franchisors. We've gone to the SBA and worked out a product that, uh, that we feel really confident offering to franchisees. So um, one of the things that sets us apart, it's no prepaid penalty, which is really hard to find in the market, and fixed rates. So uh, on the other side of the coin, we do have a conventional product. That's more for franchisees that are already in the system um, that are maybe looking to expand. Uh, we always say we kind of specialize in the four R's when it comes to conventional resale, remodel, refresh, and, and, uh, and retail. So these, these kind of uh, these established franchises, uh, we have a conventional product uh, for them as well. So, on for a, so somebody that uh, wants to buy a franchise and they don't own a franchise um, and they come to get an SBA loan, how much down do they have to have? Is it like ninety percent so, down, fifty percent down? Yeah. So so ninety, I'd say ninety nine percent of the time it's ninety percent down. If that makes sense. Uh, most SBA loans, and a lot of people will go SBA. You know, people conventional sounds. Once people start doing a little research, which we know our franchisees are doing, right? They're entrepreneurs. Once they're establishing a business or they're coming into a business. They're, they're going to research more than, than your average bear, I, I find. And um, they get in there and they start – when you do a little research, you kind of feel, oh, I want a conventional. Well, yeah, that's great, but it might or might not be suited for you because, like you said, Fred, uh, the SBA is only 10% down. And when you're putting into a business, you're already paying franchise fees. And it, I was an ex-franchisee myself. Money adds up quick. So um, conventional usually is more down. It's usually 20% down. Uh, where the SBA product is uh, is ten percent. Okay, so let me take one more follow up question and I'll give it back to Ray. But mm-hmm. so part of Ray's rule says that um, when I'm going into a franchise when and I'm doing my budgeting, I want to have at least at least double the amount of the initial um, purchase price. So uh, if I'm going for double the amount, can I get a SBA loan to cover uh, the what we'll call the first year or two operating costs um, that make up doubling the doubling of raise rules. Yeah, so um, I think what you're talking about, well, with raise rules is a cash on hand, so you're talking about liquidity, right? Um, exactly. I, I, yeah. I'm thinking my my rule would go similar. Our bank, the way the bank looks at it. We want to see most likely most banks and us included want to see six months of operating costs. So in other words, um, we want to see enough money in the bank that you can run without a penny for six months. Um, that's kind of the safety net that we feel needs to be in place. Um, so when it comes to the SBA product, there's two products. There's a business loan for, for franchises, uh, you know, which I'm sure you guys deal a lot with that aren't real estate tied. Maybe they're leasing or they're a service franchise in the market. They're not necessarily tied to a brick-and-mortar store. Uh, then you've got other franchises out there, you know, the, the private schools or, um, you, know, uh, you know, the service, the service pros or, or place that are tied to at least a brick-and-mortar. That's going to be a real estate. So 
if you're talking about just the business side of it, um, yeah, I think that rule. I would think that rule stands up. You know, you want to have mm-hmm. now to find the lending uh, side that's going to cover that SBA. Uh, most SBA lenders are going to look at uh, the overall picture if it cash flows and for for how long. I'm not sure if it's going to go double what they're putting into the to the franchise themselves. It's just a rule of thumb. Uh, a a yeah. lot of franchises will recommend you have X amount of dollars in the bank, and I say whatever they recommend, just double it because yes. you don't want no, to lose great all the yeah all you don't want to lose all the money you've spent because you you lack a couple of bucks, <laughs> you know, and you have this to pull the true. Business. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. That that makes perfect sense. So what's the ideal list of raise rules when we get off here, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> so a person's looking for a franchise. What, sh- what should they be looking for? So one of my favorite quotes, and I use this in all aspects of life, but I find it applies really well here. Benjamin Franklin said, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And, oh, you yeah. know, when you're, looking at a, when you're looking into a franchise, um, just – you know, the more you can look into that system, the more you can dig into the people behind it. Because what I find, there's two types of people that I run into all the time coming into a franchise. One that's passionate about the business, right? They're passionate about uh, the team. They're passionate about what they're going to be doing. They're passionate about the community and how they're going to be affecting uh, the community. And the other one is looking at the bottom and top line. Now, mm-hmm. Both are positive, right? But I find the ones, when you look at the bottom line of a business and you say, oh, it's profitable, and you look across the board and everyone in this franchise is profitable, what you're reading is the passion, right? These people that have made these businesses profitable, they're passionate about it. At least 90% of them are very passionate about it. So um, I find you want to bring those two things together, Okay, you you know the old uh, adage: uh, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That's not true. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, there's gonna be days. You know, hey, I yeah. love what I do, but there's days where it's work. We got to put in work. But if you're passionate about what you do and you do love what you do, those work days are minimized, and and I I believe it's gonna it, it adds to success. So when you're looking at a franchise. I think the number one thing you should be looking at is, am I passionate about this? Do I connect with the people in the system? Because I almost say you're buying into a family. You're going to be at regional meetings. You're going to have a regional manager because you're going to have people surrounding you that you're going to either view as a support or a hindrance. Now, if you view them as a support, you're going to grow in that system. You're going to be successful. You're going to flourish and you're going to be ecstatic you're gonna oh when's my you can't wait for your guy to show up to the the store or come by the office or go to the job site with you and 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 look at your brand and see how you can grow now if you view that as a hindrance you're going to be swimming upstream because you're buying into something you're buying into a brand you know i was with a major um uh fast food brand that's that's national and international and the whole thrust of our brand and the power of why I bought in was if you walk into that store in Idaho or you walk into it in Orlando, right? You're having the same experience. And that's why you're really getting into a franchise. It's brand equity. 
It's buying power, yep. right? So, so mm-hmm. I can't stress that enough for the listeners that are thinking about, you know, what franchise do I want to go into? When you come into a franchise, you're coming into a system that's established. And so find one that you feel you can really buy into. Um, you can really, you know, uh, be a part of and, and flow into. So, um, and take your time, you know, there's, there's going to be opportunities. And I just think the more you dive in and the more, you know, going in, because once you're in, man, you're in, (laughs) you know, uh, it can, it can move really fast. You know what a good definition of hell is, don't you? Going to work every day for a job you hate. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I think that would be. I think we've me. all been there. You know, we've yeah. all been there. I know I have. I've woken up and oh, thought, yeah. "Oh my goodness, I got to do this again. I got to, you know, <laughs> I got to deal with this thing again or this person." Yeah, for sure. Mm. I, I, I don't know if they're listening, but I had I, I had some visitors yesterday at my office, and uh, they're looking at a franchise in uh, mm. uh, near the Atlanta area. And I tell you, I, I, love, I really look forward to having people in my office because I just love talking yeah. about my business. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm very passionate about it. And yeah. to me, I, I look forward. I, it's rare. I know. I look forward to getting up and going to work in the morning. It's, it's, it's a great feeling. Isn't that great? Yeah, it's phenomenal. So, yeah. Me too. I, uh, I say, you know, I'm an entrepreneur by heart. <laughs> so, Ray. Um, make sure you tell your friends you can get them a copy of the franchise MBA from Nick for free. So we need oh, yeah. to get their names mm-hmm. names to Nick, and he'll send them out a copy of that. And since you said they're in Atlanta, uh, the Great American Franchise there Expo is, is going to be at the Cobb Galleria in Atlanta May 18th oh. to 19th. So they can check out yeah. over 200 franchisors there. Well, they said they were going to listen to the show, so if they are, you know, either call in or, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make a note, make sure I get a hold of them, and, and make sure they get that book and, and go to the show. If nothing else, get me the info, and I'll make sure they get the book. Yeah, baby. Um, and since <laughs> we're on that, on that segment real, real quick, you can check out all the Great American Franchise Expos at www.franexpousa.com. Um, the next one is in Dallas at the Irving Convention Center, May 9th and 10th. Uh, there's one in it's a Charlotte Convention Center, April 13th and 14th. And as I said, the Cobb Gallery in Atlanta from May 18th and 19th. And I won't tell everyone all the rest. Um, so, wow. Think about that. They, they may be calling you, Andrew, for a, a SBA loan. for a, Sounds a, great. Mm-hmm. Sounds mm-hmm. great. Back to you, Ray, now that I've hijacked it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, uh, I got to ask Andrew the question, when is the good time to grow within your system, within your franchise? You know, when do you know it's time you need to expand a little bit? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, You know, there's so, and like you said, 2,000 different franchises at minimum out there, so many different systems. I always say um, a great a great time to grow is when you've maximized your your capacity in that one location. You know, um, whether you're doing uh, quick service restaurants or you're, you're servicing a brand, um, I always say, and, and we all get into a franchise. Well, we don't all. There, I do know some systems that are based on one location, and you can grow that and build that into a very successful business. 
a lot of the other uh, franchise systems are based on growth. They're based on a multi-unit concept. And a lot of them you come in and you, and you need to buy multi-unit or at least sign up and say, hey, I'm going to buy multi-unit. Um, and this is where I say surround yourself with good people. You know, um, you, you might not know when you need to grow, but a good CPA and a good banker, and, and, a, and when I mean a good banker, I mean a consultative banker. I don't lend everyone I work with right? I'm not always the best fit for a franchise, franchisee. You know, my job and the way I see it is, is I'm a resource. And sometimes I am a great fit, but other times I love to have a network available for that person and plug them in with another person that, that at their stage in their growth is better suited for them. So, you know, um, you'll know in your numbers, when you, when we, we always say, when you're looking, you know, most banks will look at a business and where they're comfortable is global debt service coverage. This is a big, this is a big terminology just to say um, how much money's left over. You know, for every dollar you make, do you have 20 cents left over on the dollar? So after you've paid all your bills, all your expenses, all, all your overhead, are you a 20% um, extra? You know, that's kind of a good kind of a parameter to look at. Um, sure. You know. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not making money yet, don't panic. I know franchises mm-hmm. that started in their most franchisees their first two years, three years. Uh, they're losing a little money. You know, they're taking an owner's compensation that they're able to live on, but they they might be losing a little money or you might be breaking even. That's normal. It's going to take some time to build up, but until I, you know, and this is what people, you know should know for a traditional bank, a bank wants to see profit. So if you're going to need a loan to grow, you want to see profit on the books. And I always say, and I tell clients this, you know, tell your CPA, get me bank ready, right? A lot of good CPAs, we all know that if you're not making money, you get a little tax break. That's great. And, uh, but when it comes to grow or sell your business, tell your CPA, get me bank ready. And if the CPA doesn't know what you're talking about, then hire a new CPA. <laughs> yeah, <So>. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, Fred, yeah. I think it's time to pay the electric bill, isn't it? I <laughs> was thinking the same thing, my friend. Mm. Um, we want to thank Link Local Network for broadcasting us. Their website is undergoing uh, refer- refurbation. Is that right? Re- refurbishing. Um, but they're going to have a new look and feel by the end of April, from what I'm told. Uh, we want to remind our listeners they can call in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. And for those of you hanging out on the website just listening, please chat with your or send a chat, and we'll get those questions answered. And now from uh, now for a word from our friends at the Franchise Consulting Company. Take it away, Nick. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest-reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072.
Thanks, Nick. And you can fill out the form on the front page of the uh, Pillars of Franchising website, um, and we'll make sure you get that book in your hand. You know, Ray, with new sponsors, we're going to have to add more commercials, but hey, I guess that's part of growth. Take it away, my friend. All righty. What are some of the things a new franchisee should think about when approaching financing? Yeah, Andrew. so so some of the things, yeah, with a new franchisee, um, the biggest thing you want to be thinking about is are you buying what we call ground up, a new franchise, or are you going to purchase an existing franchise? Right now, we all know and we've all heard of the baby boomer market, right? This is a massive segment of the population that is moving either into retirement or towards retirement. And what this is creating is a massive opportunity in the market. And it doesn't matter. It, it is touching every segment of the market, whether you're in, um, you know, marketing, whether you're in real estate, you know, as, these, as this whole segment moves towards retirement, what you're going to find is a lot of franchise systems or franchise units coming up for sale. Now, personally, you know, as a, as a bank, we love uh, resales, right? We love resales, and the franchisee coming into a new franchise should learn to love resales if that opportunity is there that fits their desire, fits their passion. The reason being is you're not going in guessing, right? You're not, with a franchise, it's a very educated guess, but you're not going in guessing. You, you know what the, the, the store's making. You know, you know what the store's doing. So I think when you're looking at and you're weighing those two options out, uh, a great option is to look at an existing store that someone is selling because they're ready to retire. And, and you get to right. go in. You get to see what the store's doing. You can look at the profit. Any franchise that's selling, are, they're, very, they're usually very open to you coming and visiting if you're, if you're pursuing the purchase of a store and kind of seeing how it operates and you can see how you can fit and grow that store, you know, but you, but you kind of have a baseline and especially as a, you know, as being in finance, you know, the fine, you're going to have a lot more options when it comes to financing. If you have, um, if you have an existing uh, store, because we get to look at those finance, you know, we get to look at the, the uh, financial history of that store and give you, you know, basic credit for that, that you're stepping into something that's already grossing, you know, that it's making yep. this revenue. And then we can look at the loan and the numbers are locked in. So we feel very confident about that. So now our, the other side is, you know, um, you know, uh, with risk, great risk is great reward. You know, I think uh, Julius Caesar said fortune favors the bold, right? <laughs> so when mm-hmm. I got in, uh, into this market with franchise lending, it's a new market. And I'm excited about that because I love to build something new. I love to be a part of a genesis, something that's starting and that, you know, I, I can make a difference and I can build upon. So, you know, it really depends on the person. But I think that those, those two things, if you're coming in and you're thinking about, hey, I, I think I want to go this way. I want to, I want to be an entrepreneur. But I, I love the idea of franchising. I love the idea of having that security and that, that understanding and that support system there. Um, and, and you've already made that decision. The next decision you need to look at is, am I going to start something new uh, and build it from the ground up? Because sometimes it's easier to to um, to train than retrain. You know what I'm you know what I mean. 
Um, mm-hmm. And if and if uh, system's going a certain direction, it's like the Titanic. Sometimes it's harder to steer it than to set it on its original course. So, so I would say that. I would say really, you know, consider those options. And then talk to people. You know, talk to people, bankers that are in franchising. The thing with franchise lending, you're not going to really walk into too many brick-and-mortar banks where someone has um, – where someone has insight into franchising, but hey, we have this great thing called the internet, a uh, great thing called Pillars of Franchising, where you can reach out and connect with people and kind of get those insights. Absolutely. And what, what I find. He said, hey, what he I, said find, magic what I word. find is. <laughs> exactly. Is uh, I talked to a few people who just want to dabble. In, in this, and I don't know if that mm-hmm. really works. Just sticking one toe into the water, you got to dive in all the way, get immersed in it, become totally enveloped in it, and 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 get the fire in the belly about the business that you're uh, contemplating. Absolutely, a hundred percent. There's there's no question about it that 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 uh, franchising is not for the faint of heart, and it's not for the no. weekender. You know, this is this is a lifestyle that that, hey, the benefits, I think, are amazing. But to get to the benefits, mm-hmm. there's going to be blood, sweat, and tears. I know for me there was 3 a.m. phone calls, right, because mm-hmm. uh, you're the guy. <laughs> you know, if this is your business. Um, it's your brand, and it's going to be what you make of it. So, yeah, if you're going to dip your toe in, then the return's going to be about toe deep, right? But if you're going to dive yeah. in, uh, <laughs> you can really reap the rewards for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Fred, where are we at? Well, it is uh, about time for another commercial, actually, right? Yeah, okay. Let's, we'll take a word from another one of our favorite sponsors, but we'll remind the people we see hanging out on the website that, in fact, they can send messages and chat, and we will answer their questions as they ask them. And I can see people hanging out on on the. I can see them hanging out on the side. I'm just waiting for them to ask. So, a word from our second sponsor. Hey, franchise owners, how is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new move-ins to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, we'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805 265 5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine with a y.com. You know, Ray, as a, a quick aside, um, from what I was told by multiple people, the 800-pound gorilla in the room for a whole lot of franchisors is not being able to uh, successfully and efficiently do digital marketing. It's killing everybody. Yep. So that's for you. Mm. So, um, well, you know, that, that brings to mind uh, something that uh, 
we probably need to talk about. You need to know what your abilities are and, and what your deficits are and recognize those and give those deficits the things that you can't do well to someone else. And if it's digital marketing, then it needs to go to someone else, like Fred. God, I love my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> he is just so rocking awesome. So, Andrew, what took you into banking? I mean, you know, there's this when when people are asked about, you know, their their bottom three people they dislike, it usually comes to use car salesmen, um, <laughs> lawyers, and then bankers in reverse. So I mean, say it ain't uh, so, Fred. Uh, sorry, that's that's uh, I say banker <laughs> no, and I no, got spit I, on. Yeah. No, no, just kidding there. Right. Well, yeah. No, no, absolutely, absolutely. And it's interesting if you had told me, uh, you know, four or five years ago I'd be in banking, I would have said, how? You know, I was an entrepreneur. I was a business owner. I didn't, you know, and I always say, you know, this is a funny thing. I'm in banking, but I don't necessarily feel like I'm a banker. You know, I do. I, I am. I know my craft. I love my craft. But, but what I get to do is I get to help business owners become uh in control of their financial future. And so when I sit down with a client and I can get them, you know, in a fixed rate and I can get them with no prepaid penalty and and so they can principally reduce at any time, which means they can sell their business, they can pay down the loan for less interest, there's no guessing as the prime goes up and down where the rates are going, man, you know what, I feel great and they feel great. And ultimately, you know, when I got out of franchising, um, and that was a hard decision when I sold my, you know, I got sold my stores and got out of my, my, my gig as a franchisee and a business owner. Um, life is secular. And, and, you know, so when this opportunity arose to get in franchise lending, for me, it was great because I get to live vicariously through all my clients. I am personally invested in my love to get in, get to know them. I want to know what makes them tick. I want to know what makes their business tick. And, and because, Ultimately, I don't want to be the guy that just lends them money at all. And, and you, you know what? There's so many options out there with banking right now that regardless of where it is, you, don't, you shouldn't connect with someone that's just there to lend you money. You should have a relationship with them and feel that they, they understand you. They know your goals. My initial conversation a lot of times, what's your goals? What are you looking to do? Are you looking to grow? Are you looking to sell? Are you looking to maintain? Because then I get to come alongside them and be a part of that business. And every client, every person I've lent money to, I feel I, I've invested my time and energy into that business. And so I love to see them, them grow. So, you know, when it comes to being a banker, I love what I do. Now, banking is like anything. Uh, you know, there's, uh, man, there's a lot. There's a, it's 2,000 franchises. There's, you know, especially in America, there's a lot of banks. Um, so you have options. And you should connect with someone that you feel good about and and that resonates with you and your goals and that you feel is partnering with you. I always say I'm not in sales, I'm in education, right? My job is not to sell you a, a product. My job is to educate you on what lending options are out there for you and what fits best for you. And if you're working for the right lending institution, that's what it is. It's education, not sales. So, as you were talking there, I flashed to grocery stores, and there's lots of grocery stores out there. And, and yeah. often grocery stores, you go in them on like a Saturday or a, um, 
during the day, and they'll have somebody giving out free samples. Um, have you banks ever thought about giving out free samples? <laughs> you know what? That's a great. That's a great. That's a great. Uh, a great question. You know, we're running uh, uh, for existing franchisees. We're running a one eight nine for uh, for six months on refis. That is that close enough to a free sample? <laughs> Uh, no. That's about as close as we're going to Hey, listen, I, I'll be honest with you. Profit's not a dirty word to be, you know. And, I, and uh, when, I was, uh, when I was a franchisee, it, you know, turning a profit, making money um, is great. And it's great for the economy. You know, I love the primes going up. I do. As a consumer, obviously, when I, when I get a car loan or, you know, as I'm looking at mortgages, it's going to affect us all. We all get touched by it. But, you know, we can't get caught up. You know, I always say don't trip over uh, dollars picking up pennies. You know, the, the economy is great right now. It's optimistic. Mm-hmm. It's in a growth uh, mode, and we, we, should be, we should be optimistic, you know. Um, and, and, and you know what? It, there's never been a time to be more optimistic about your lending options because uh, lenders right now are, are looking to, to partner and they're wanting to get their money out in the market. So it is a time for sure. If, you've, if you're thinking about taking that step, you know, jumping in, um, it's a good time to be considering that. Send me a few free yep, 50. We can talk. Go ahead, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, one of the things we probably need to know is how does one get a hold of Andrew? That's a good question. Yeah. That is a great question. Um, so, my, so my my email address is uh, is uh, Andrew Garchor. Now, Garchor it's a little it's not a common name. It's not Smith. Um, it's uh, G A R T S H O R E. So, Andrew Garchor at bankofamerica.com. dot com. There you I'll go. Say that once more. Yep, yeah, Andrew Garchor, that's G as in George, A-R-T-S-H-O-R-E, at bankofamerica.com. So you're, you're, you're safe because I've been trying to get um, uh, another banker that we both know um, to, to give me a good question to stump you with, but she seems to be refusing to, <laughs> to, to, to let me set you up and knock you over. So you need to thank Annette later for being nice. <laughs> If it were me, I wouldn't have a heartbeat, but then I'm an evil person anyways. A-Ray? Hey, if I got to play dodgeball, Fred, I'll play a little dodgeball. I can get my politician on if I got him. We've been working on getting some politicians on, so we'd be up to them. So what is the one thing you'd like to tell uh, uh, either – actually – Two people, two different demographics. What's the one thing you'd like to tell those who are looking to buy their first franchise? Franchise, mm-hmm. and what would you like to tell those who are looking to expand their franchise? Yeah. So, with with looking to buy their first franchise, uh, if I could give any advice, you know that that term hindsight twenty twenty used to always bother me because it felt hopeless, but because I, my hindsight's always hindsight. You know, it's not foresight. But you know what? The beautiful thing is there's people around you that have experience, that you can use their hindsight, and, and it is 2020. So talk to people, gain from their experience, 
ask the hard questions. Everyone's going to give you the smile. You know, we used to say, what is, what, uh, there was a big franchise out there. He used to say, smiles are free, right? Uh, I'm not going to give any free marketing, but, but you know, the smiles are free. When you're, when you're developing a brand, you're going into a brand, people are going to give you the smiles. But ask the questions. What was the hardest part? What, what, you know, was there ever a point where you regretted your decision? What, what am I going to face? And because what you can gain is perspective. And this is something that is invaluable. Perspective on a brand from people that are within or around that brand is golden. And, and it will really benefit you in your decision making. Now, someone who's in their franchise and looking to grow. Thank you. Sorry, you said the magic word there. Um, so we had to give you some applause yeah. for the magic word. So uh, on to those who are looking to grow your franchise. Yeah, you know, those that are looking to grow, you know, you know your system. You, you should know your business. If, you know what? You know your business if you, or, you're not look, or you're not in a position to grow. But if you know your business and you understand your market, you know, um, reach out. And, and this, is what I, well, this is what I run into a lot. Even people then, we're entrepreneurs. I'm an entrepreneur still. I consider myself an entrepreneur at heart. And we get tunnel vision. So we're focused on the numbers. We're running our overhead. We're looking at labor costs food cost. We're looking at heating bills and all these things. And when it comes to financing, we're like water, right? We take the path, the path of least resistance, right? And sometimes we don't do the due diligence to make a few phone calls. And I've, and I've, I have missed clients by a month where they've just refinanced and they went with the first lender that said yes to them. And they're very disappointed when they realize what, I, what we could, we, we could have done for them. Um, and so I would just say, you know, I get it. You're busy. You've got a lot going on, but this could save you literally hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? So, so do your due diligence. Reach out to a few different people. I know sometimes we start with that small community bank. We're very loyal. You know, a good bank, a good lender is not going to take all your relationship. They're going to respect that, and they're still going to offer you some franchise lending on the side. Other banks – some banks demand the whole relationship. We want the checking accounts. We want everything, and we'll lend you. That's not that, there's a that's not us. And uh, and a lot of banks um, are going to be flexible with you. Uh, so that's that's what I would say. All right, Ray. Um, last words yours, my friend. Well, I, I was just. Uh, I was just thinking how great it is to have Andrew on and, and, and giving us all this great information. And uh, probably be a good idea if Andrew, for people who couldn't write it down the first time, give us his uh, email. And if you have a phone number, give us that too. Absolutely. Okay. So my uh, email address again is Andrew, A-N-D-R-E-W, period, Garchor, G-A-R-T-S-H-O-R-E, at bankofamerica.com, and you can reach me on my work line at 614-204-8617. And, again, that's uh, 614-204-8617. And, uh, or you can go on pillarsoffranchising.com, right, guys, and check out my bio. Is that, am I yes, right on that? Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, so, oh, man. so go to pillarsoffranchising.com and, and uh, check me out. Hey, I love that applause. So, you know, you know uh, and I just want to say I appreciate you, Fred. I appreciate you reaching out, and I appreciate uh, the time talking with you, Ray. It's been a pleasure.
You, you bet. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew, and thanks to Annetta for bringing us, Andrew. So we will have you back, sir. Definitely. Sounds fun. good. Okay, Ray. So now we've done the SBA franchise loan part of this, and let's find out how people score. Who's our next oh. guest? Our next guests are a husband and wife team. Am I correct, Fred? I think so. At least okay. that's what I always thought. So we've got Bob and Carol Kerwin with us. How you doing, Bob and Carol? We're doing fine. Fine. Good, good. Glad to be here. Glad to be on the show. Excellent. And we got, uh, as Andrew's been talking, and now we got a whole bunch of people uh, sitting on the website, folks. So if you're, if you want to ask questions on, on the website, just start the chat button. It's in the lower right hand corner. We'll get your questions answered, and you can, or you can uh, dial in at three two three five eight zero five seven five five if you want to ask your question with your voice instead of your keyboard. Bob and Carol, where are you located? As if I didn't know. <laughs> you do know. Uh, this is we are in San Luis Obispo, California which is halfway between Los Angeles and San Francisco on the coast. In other words, away from the crazy, Ray. <laughs> halfway That's still between. the left coast, though, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what's been going on in Illinois lately with the, your new governor. So oh, we won't okay, we won't, we won't talk about that. <laughs> so, Bob and Carol, you're with SCORE. First, besides, you know, um, sounding very cool. What does SCORE actually stand for? That's an interesting question that we, um, we have to deal with all the time. Originally, it was formed by a group of retired executives, and when they decided to name it, they said Service Corps of Retired Executives. But over the years, and that's been 55 years since SCORE was formed, the uh, makeup of SCORE has changed, and it's not just retired executives. It is people that have worked in the industry and who are currently working in the industry. So your our demographic has broadened quite a bit to include both women and people of minorities and also people that are still working. So, go ahead, Ray. Yeah, my 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 first thought is once an executive, always an executive. You never retire. <laughs> anyway, that's absolutely true. We 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 just <laughs> we bring those skills into the chapter, and we bring those skills to the people that come and see us. So uh, I was looking at Bob and Carol's uh, bio and. Uh, uh, Bob and Carol, do you consider yourself geeks? I'm just curious. Yeah, I know. I was kind of Certainly that myself. Did. When I was in high school, there's no question about the fact that I was a geek. But so, I tried to grow up. You tried to grow up? I don't think anybody ever grows out of geekiness. One of the things that SCORE does for you, and I think Bob can attest to this, is that as you spend time in SCORE, you grow, and he has definitely grown out of being the 
reticent engineer in the corner type. Right, Bob? Mm-hmm. Somewhat. <laughs> you can, if you count the words between the two of us, you can tell that Carol's more outgoing than I am. But okay, I so you're, you're more you're more of a geek than she is. Is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> so we know which one actually did the sales and which one actually wrote the software. Is what I'm hearing. <laughs> You're right, and, uh, and you, you got to you, you got to forgive me because this this is that's my background. I was in electronics. I was in the in the military. I was in crypto. So, <laughs> and the electronic end of it. So I, I know you know I, I could speak geek. Let me put it that way. Fred, that's interesting. I I talked to you before, but I don't recall us talking about this. When I was in the military, I was a general cryptographic repairman. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was, yeah, in the Air Force. Ooh, yeah. Wow. KW, we got KW-26 here. and KG-7s, and I'm sure they're all yeah. boat anchors now, so. <laughs> I certainly hope so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff I was working on was tube, uh, had tubes, and they were just getting into some uh, uh, modules with transistors in it. Yep. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, so we I'm can gonna, come to the. Go ahead. We can move ahead, to uh, current times now. <laughs> Enough reminiscent. Yeah, I was going to say now since this isn't pillars of tech, old tech geek stuff, but it's the pillars of franchising. I'm going to say let's kind of bring it back to normal day yeah, business. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm just. Creating familiarity there, uh, Fred. So uh, we talked about what SCORE is, uh, and we talked about what the acronym stands for. What can SCORE do for the entrepreneur? Oh, so, so very many things. We uh, work with them face-to-face. We can email clients. We can talk to them over the phone. We can video mentor. Um, we sit down with them. We listen very carefully to what they have to say and what their dreams are and work with them to get those dreams to become a reality when they're starting a business and when they're growing a business, also dealing with dreams of how they will uh, grow and prosper. And if they're selling a business, um, what they sometimes dream they can sell their business for. Oh, okay. So, you do that uh, both beginning and ending consulting. Yes, we help anybody that wants to go into business or is in business and feel they need help. And mm-hmm. so we, okay. in our local chapter, there's SCORE is a national organization. Uh, it's a resource partner of the Small Business Administration. And there are 300 chapters in the United States, so just about everybody can get to a chapter of SCORE. And if they can't, then they can. Uh, we can do video mentoring with them. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, that's new. So how much well, does this uh, all cost? Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the beauty of it. Uh, SCORE, everything that SCORE does is free. We do these face-to-face mentoring sessions, and we also do workshops 
on a variety of subjects like social media and websites and business plans and things of that nature. Everything we do is free. So wait a second. Are you saying like um, that like you give away free samples? Uh, I know Andrew's still well, listening, so that was a kind of jab at him. But you know, yeah, yeah. Maybe well, the banks should do that. I hope Andrew's still listening because the way we're able to do these things for free is we have donors and we have sponsors. And it turns out that the Bank of America is one of our local sponsors, as are some other banks like uh, U.S. Bank and Wells Fargo. So we have donors because we're a business and we have expenses and we have to pay those. But we go out and we beg I used to say beg, borrow, and steal, but then the banks didn't like that last part. <laughs> so we just, we just beg for money, get money, and then we spend all of that money uh, to help our clients. No score mentor uh, takes a penny. We're all the, the volunteers. That's just the way it is. And, and the nice thing about score, one of the many nice things, is all we want to do is help people be successful. That's our goal of all score mentors. So wow. what you really so, are that, saying that, 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 is that, wait, wait, I got this one right. What you really are saying okay. is that um, Andrew's SBA uh, franchise loans really do score. <laughs> Never mind. That's, you know, that's the title of the show. Uh, no. uh, here's what I'm thinking. So, so if you're thinking about getting a loan with Andrew, you call score for the business plan which the bank he works for pays for. Isn't that that's beautiful? It is, and actually we have to, <laughs> had to give Ray a little we have applause with there. banks before to find out if there's anything different from our um, our regular business plan that SCORE developed that the bank wants from a client, so that when the client comes in to see the bank, they're prepared. Right. Right. That, that, I think that's that's a beautiful way to go. You can ask me. I I can't disagree with you, Ray. I think it's awesome. Um, that, yeah. That's like just brilliant. So let me ask this: Even though we've been talking about financing, what do you find with most uh, existing small business folks? Because you deal with uh, people who want to be going to business, but you also deal with existing small businesses. What issues do you find that – what's the biggest issue that – or biggest two or three issues that you find most small businesses struggle with? Well, from my point of view, um, and I'm one of the more prolific mentors in the chapter, uh, I see that a lot of the businesses come into us, and for years they've taken whatever financial statements they get or create, you know, they put a bunch of stuff in QuickBooks or Quicken and a financial statement comes out and they don't even look at it. They just stick it in the drawer and hand it to their tax man at the end of the year. And so they have no idea about how their business is running or whether it's, you know, if they're selling to the right kind of people, if they're selling the right kind of product. It's just a very frustrating thing to see that happen and we work with them to get them over that throw it in the drawer mentality. Okay. Bob, what do you see? Well, 
about 47% in our local area of people that we see are in business. Uh, So for the ones that are in business, I I agree with Carol, uh, they don't use the financial information to manage their business and know whether their expenses are going up or their sales are going down or things of that nature. But they also have lost the way a little bit. Uh, Hopefully, they all started with a business plan, one would hope. And in a franchise, I think that's one of the good things about franchises is they do uh, literally require, I believe, people to have a decent business plan to start. The problem is that after time, they get stuck on that business plan and they're not paying attention to how the society uh, or the environment is changing. A good example is when uh, social media came around. Uh, people were late getting into that. And, and there's, other, there's other things that, that happen. Um, well, in, in our particular business, because we, we owned a printing company, and what happened in our printing company was that people uh, suddenly began, began to be able to print their own business cards and letterhead. They began to be able to design it, and uh, letterhead and business cards and envelopes were the bread and butter of printing. And so uh, we had very specific goals in each of the different kinds of product areas. And when we saw that those goals weren't being met, we stepped back and said, what's going on? And we said, oh my goodness, printers and software, we gotta do something about this, and we did. And that's environmental. Yep. Things change. There's no doubt about that. You had that issue with Ray, didn't you? Well, I think everybody faces that issue. Uh, uh, but uh, what, what I do is, uh, is fairly basic, and that's the reason I'm in this business, because uh, when I was in the high-tech business, uh, things changed on me. Uh, VCRs went out, uh, telephones, landline telephones went out, and uh, uh, a lot of the things that uh, I was involved in before uh, the franchise I'm in now, which is Molly Made. Uh, this simply changed drastically to the point where uh, uh, they were not viable any longer. That's why I I really do love the business I'm in. It's it's fairly basic. It's not likely to change. But there's still a lot of technology in this business because of the software we use to track uh, what our uh, employees and and, uh, clients are doing. That's very true. That's very true. There's lots of ways now to look at how the, the business is structured and what's working and what's not. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how do we get a hold of you? How does a person get a hold of SCORE uh, in, in their area? And what does SCORE offer to the, uh, both the, the starting uh, entrepreneur? And uh, the guy's been in business a little while, and the guy is maybe uh, at the other end of his business. Perfect question for us. Uh, there is a national website, which is score.org. And if someone is looking for help, there's a lot of different ways that you can um, tell the national site what you want 
in the way of help. And one of it is I want help, but I want it in my area. So you can put in a zip code or you can put in a subject matter or you can say, I don't really want to meet with somebody. I just want information. And SCORE has webinars and blogs and um, templates for you to use. So you can do self-help. You can ask for a, a mentor, and they will connect you. They'll connect you with our chapter if you're somewhere within our service area. Chicago, I think there are four or five um, SCORE chapters. So you, know, you put in your zip code, and they'll connect you with the chapter, and they'll get you the help you need. Wow. I think anybody who's, especially someone who's thinking about getting into business or, or looking at a franchise, or uh, I think that that would be definitely one of the places you want to go is to score, uh, to to get some additional information, especially when it's in a, uh, when you're talking about uh, where's a good place to get a loan and, and things like that, and uh, uh, as far as the business plan is concerned as well. So, uh, we were talking a little earlier. You mentioned something about a new program that SCORE has offered. Yeah. Um, it turns out that, as you guys know, uh, the infrastructure of, of our country is old, and it needs to be upgraded. And along with that comes uh, oftentimes tearing up roads and digging out and replacing uh, rusted pipes and stuff in front of businesses. And that can impact the clients that continue to want to go to that particular store. That makes it a little harder for them to get to the store. And they may go somewhere else. So we decided here in our local chapter to address that problem. We came up with a booklet that helps uh, businesses that are being impacted by in, to some degree with these infrastructure projects in front of their business. And it's a, a list of uh, 50 to 60 uh, ideas and things that they should consider doing to hold on to their existing clients. Because existing clients in general are 70 to 80% of any business's sales once they're mature businesses. And if you lose existing customers, uh, that hurts you badly. If you lose 10% of your existing customers, you're going to lose 9% of your sales or something like that. So what we've come up with is a, a local uh, area uh, brochure booklet that we give to uh, those businesses that have ideas of things that they can do to hang on to those customers and many of them are things that businesses should be doing anyway, like being friendly, welcoming people that come into their stores and treat them well, uh, standard things that you ought to be doing all the time. But uh, you need to, if you know you're going to be impacted by infrastructure, you need to start doing those sorts of things early. Yeah, and, and one of the things that – okay, go ahead, Fred. I was going to say, wait a second. You're saying we're so, you're supposed to be nice to your customers? Oh, crap. <laughs> Well, oh well, never mind. <laughs> you know, we're in San Luis Obispo, and Carol and I are both from LA. And what I tell people, and they ask me, "Do we like San Luis Obispo?" We say, "Well, yes. People are very friendly here. When you walk into a store here, and people say, 'Can I help you?' They really mean it. 
Whereas in L.A., I've walked into stores and they say, can I help you? And they turn around and walk away. So, yes, it's important <laughs> that businesses really do train their people and owners train themselves to be really welcoming to people that walk in their door or get a hold of them yep. in any way. Okay. Wow, I've got and, really and, far and, with telling people to go away. Never mind. Go ahead, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you call a, a vendor and they say, what? What do you mean, why are you yeah. bothering me? I'm calling, yeah. I'm calling to get my, my, yeah. my lawn uh, fixed, and you'd say, what? One of the things we, we, we do is uh, we also have a retention pro- program uh, where we, we reward our, our ongoing clients that have been with us a while. So uh, uh, we yeah. are definitely friendly. So when we, we answer the phone, uh, uh, it's not with what. <laughs> it's, it's how may I help you. <laughs> you know? yeah. so, uh, I had a rule go ahead, in my Fred. business. Go ahead, Carol. Uh, I had a rule in my business that uh, the phone did not ring twice. Oh, yeah. And this was before they had portable phones. The the best thing I ever purchased was a 25-foot long extension cord for the phone so that anyone (laughs) in the shop could get to the phone within that second ring. Oh, yeah. That's very important. It definitely is. Uh, 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 we we also answer the phone, you know, uh, very promptly and courteously. So funny story here. Um, uh, I was I was calling to after I'd gotten the introduction to to Ray. Um, I was calling to set up an appointment with them, and I called the first time. They took my info, and I waited and waited and waited. And two days later, hadn't heard anything back, and and I googled the number again, and. Um, I left a message saying, asking where you call me back. And, and um, about two days later, no answer. I Googled the third time and realized that I'd actually been mistakenly calling one of his competitors that had a very, very similar name, which is why he didn't call me back. And the third time I called, the, yeah, he called me back really fast. And I was like, okay, well, that was on me, so never mind. Um, <laughs> you can only call back the people who actually call you. So that's the point of that story. Go ahead, Ryan. So is it time uh, to pay the bills again? Um, yes, it is. It, uh, and Yeah, actually it is, right? So we want to remind people, all the people on the web, because like they're congregating there, you guys really can ask questions, and we will answer them. Um, and Ray, we, each week we get more and more people hitting the web and listening to the web then are dialing in to listen. So that's really kind of crazy there, my friend. Um, but if you oh, want to yeah. call in and ask questions, you can call in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. I was told at the show I have a face for radio. I mean, I have a great radio voice. At least that's <laughs> what they told me. Um, I, was, I guess I was happy to know that I had a face for a radio, but never mind. Here we go. <laughs> with our friends at Zarian. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers is truly unique in the business resale space. 
While the average business broker uses one standard multiplier across all businesses and industries to value a business, Varian Firm is the only business brokerage that looks at the five factors of distinction in each individual business. This gives our sellers a true value and our buyers a fair price. Varian offers sellers the choice of three marketing packages based on how quickly they want to sell their business. But all of our businesses sell 33% faster than the industry norm. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers connects premium investors with validated business opportunities. Holly will be back later with Penny Lane dissecting royalties. Um, and also want to give a quick shout out again to Tomer Bornstein, uh, CTO and founder of BlastPoint.co. You'll be hearing their commercials starting next week. Ray, we are back to you, my friend. All righty. Uh, I have a question for both uh, uh, Bob and Carol, and that is uh, basically, what do you think is the most important thing a person should know if they want to start a business? Well, I can tell you what I think they ought to do. I'm not sure I can tell you what they ought to know. They ought to know that starting a business and running a business is hard, but it's worthwhile. That's, they ought to know that. We, we actually had right. some person come in and want to borrow a couple of million dollars to start a business. And when we asked her why she wanted to uh, do that, and her answer was, well, I only want to work two or three hours a week. <laughs> uh, we Surprise! Yes. So, but what they need to do, in our opinion, is they need to have a plan. They really need to have a business plan, and there's more than one kind of business plan that you can have. Uh, there's one that's relatively new. Uh, it's called a business model canvas. It does not replace a business plan, but it's a good thing to start with. It's a one-page description of what your business is, is or you want it to be. However, it doesn't tell you how to get there. That's where the business plan is, is really critical. So uh, everybody needs to have a business plan. And my wife started the business plan workshops for our local chapter. And I think every chapter is going to have a business plan workshop. Uh, where they go through the basics of a business plan. And SCORE National has a wonderful business plan. If you want to go in and borrow a lot of money from a bank, they have a beautiful business plan for that purpose. For many of the people that come to us, in, in, for small businesses, we've shortened that up, and we have what we call a one-page business plan. And it's, it's an excerpt of several of the questions in the, in the areas that the larger business plan has. And we also recommend that they look at the larger business plan because there will be questions that it asks that they should know. But it's a large business plan. It tries to cover all kinds of businesses. And so all of the questions don't apply to everybody. But it's so critical that a business has a plan so once they start, they can see if they're on the plan or not, and if not, why not? And if they're doing better, then do more of that. <laughs> right. 
So that's the most important, I think. All right. So how long would a business, let's say I want to start, uh, I don't know, a marketing company that has an office by the ocean, deals with people all over the world. How long should my business plan be? Well, that's a good question. Actually. How much money do you want to borrow is probably <laughs> the first determinant of how long your business plan should be. It should be thorough enough that you understand how you're going to run the business and where the money's coming from. That's my opinion. So I, I, we can't tell you how long the plan will needs to be, but as you develop it, I think you will get a good idea of what it's going to take. No, that, that's a good answer, Carol. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You'll know it when you see it. Isn't that one of those wonderful, terrible answers? Sorry. That's okay. wasn't nearly as much fun as I was hoping, but, yeah, never mind. Go ahead, right? <laughs> so uh, all the people who work in SCORE are volunteers. Is that correct or not? Oh, okay, so what's in it for you? What, what what do you get out of it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, SCORE National has a list of of five items, and I'll I'll tell you the ones that I agree with. I agree with all of them, but the ones that I think are are important is one of them is a chance to learn and grow. Personally, it keeps your mind, you know, growing. I didn't know anything about the internet when we joined SCORE, we joined SCORE 10 years ago. And the internet had been around for a few years, but not while I was working. So I've, I'm no expert, but I certainly know a lot more about the internet than I did. I know a lot more about business plans than I did. So it gives you a chance to grow if you want to, and finance, and marketing. So it's a, yeah, that's good. It's an opportunity to be a part of another person's success. It makes you feel good. It really does if you help somebody. It's an opportunity to give back to society. I mean, if you have skills and you retire, or whether you retire or not, and you'd like to, to help society in some way, helping people be successful in business is a good thing to do because a healthy business businesses in your community means you got a healthy community. So those are some of them. A chance to have a positive impact in the community is the one that SCORE says. Uh, a chance to join a group with a proven track record of success is another thing. You're joining an organization filled with people that have only one goal, and that's to help other people that are in business, help people in business. You know, I don't know if you were ever in a large company. You probably know that every department in that company didn't necessarily head in the same direction and want to do the same things. In my business, uh, every my previous company, everybody that had a department wanted all the research and development money they could get. <laughs> the company, I think that was their main goal. But being in SCORE, uh, everybody wants to do the same thing, and it's a bunch of nice people. It's a good organization. So. Absolutely. Do you only do face-to-face -face sessions, or can I do remote sessions? How would something like that work? Well, we do both. We do our chapter uh, does co-mentoring. So in our chapter, we have two mentors 
for every sit-down face-to-face discussion. We can do video mentoring, and we do the same thing. We do uh, co-mentoring in the video session, and we do email mentoring. So, And we will go to a place of business and see if they ask us to and see their business if they think that that will help us understand their business better. And I guess I should say a couple of other things besides SCORE being free. We never talk about our clients outside of SCORE. When a person comes in, they can tell us anything they want to tell us about their business, and we will not repeat it at all. We sign uh, and a code of ethics agreement every year. All our mentors sign every year a code of ethics, and among the things in the code of ethics is what I just said. So, you know, if you, if you have something and you want to talk, you can be sure that we won't talk outside of SCORE about your project. And we won't even talk in SCORE unless you need help from somebody within our area that we don't have the skill. The two co-mentors may not have specialized skill in some form of, you know, finance, let's say, or marketing. But we probably, in our local area, will have somebody that does have that experience. Or if we don't have it, and that's rare, but if we don't, SCORE National has 13,000 mentors that we have access to, and we can get a hold of somebody, I can guarantee you, that has had experience in that particular problem, that particular business, and we would hook them up uh, over the Internet. He said the magic word, right? He said the magic <laughs> word. He did. He said marketing, didn't he? Yeah. Maybe I should find a marketing guy. Oh, wait, I have one. Yes, you do, don't you? <laughs> Are we allowed to do shout-outs? Yes. Go ahead. Give a shout. I will. Um, I want to say that West Vine has supplied SCORE with excellent presenters on our workshops, and we are very, very grateful. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm really loving having that clip, my friend. I'm really loving that one. That's the most I've ever heard you play it. You're getting so much uh, free. Hey, wait a minute. That's free advertising, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Don't say the M word. I don't want to run it again just yet. Otherwise, it's going to, you know. So, so how often do you guys have uh, workshops, and how does somebody register for them? Well, we have uh, – I'm going to let Carol answer this after I, I say uh, what we've done. We had uh, 87 workshops this year. And we had 830 clients in our local area that attended wow. our workshops. So, but Carol, you tell them how they can find out about it. Okay, I'll be happy to. <laughs> the, the Bob and Carol show raises its head. Uh, anyway, uh, we have <laughs> workshops. Uh, we have five and six and seven workshops a month. 
Um, we have workshops in three different areas in two counties. Uh, all of the workshops are posted uh, automatically uh, by our emailing program on our uh, website. So if anybody went to sanluisobispo.score.org, you could see our workshops. Um, and uh, once you click on a workshop, the registration is there, and you know, all you just have to do is click on the registration link. It tells you where the workshop is, you know, how many hours it is and that sort of thing and, and a map of where they're located because since we're having these workshops all over two counties, um, that's an important help, helpful thing for the person that comes there. Can I leave anything off? No. Okay. Yeah. I thought it really Go ahead. Ooh. Ray? Oh, okay. Jump yeah, in. we've been talking. We've been talking about workshops a lot. What can? Uh, what are some of the more po uh, popular workshops that you held? Anything to do with social media seems to be very popular. <laughs> and yeah. We kind of we jumped on that um, a couple of years ago uh, by having a lunchtime on Friday workshop. That seemed to be when people. Uh, were able to come in, so we would have these hour-long or hour-and-a-half-long workshops on different social media uh, things. We've got ones on LinkedIn. We've got it on um, – I'm trying to find somebody on Snapchat but not succeeding. We have them on um, customer relationship management software. We have it on branding, Google Analytics. In fact, um, what I always ask the people when they leave is there something you would like to have a workshop on? And then I go out and I try and find somebody that knows about those, um, that whatever that uh, need is. So a lot of social media, that's for sure. Oh, and wow. then business. And business plans, yes. We give a business plan workshop every single uh, month in one area or another. And, and myself awesome. being a, a person that's on the other side of middle age, uh, I am a social media challenged. So yeah. <laughs> I was being gentle to myself. Give me a break. See, Ray, whereas I look at you and think you are the epitome of the way a franchise owner should be with social media um, and the M word. I think oh, all... <laughs> Well, I was going to say outsource, but that's okay. You're, oh, okay. <laughs> I love this show. I really do. Uh, so much, so much, so much time. Am I allowed oh. to ask Ray a question? Go for it. He may not give you okay. the answer you want, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. So given that you are um, involved in a franchise, do you, uh, is there a particular form of social media that you think is the best for um, your particular franchise? Well, I, uh, I think that right now Facebook, and uh, Fred, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, is working the best. Uh, uh, yeah, I know you will. <laughs> I think it's that's working the best for us right now. 
We get yeah, a lot we, of that Go to ahead, our friend. clients. They start with that they that they start with Facebook. Yes. What do you think about blogs? Who are you asking? Uh, <laughs> I think Fred would ask. Fred would be better to answer that because I am not. Other than this, uh, 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 this thing that we're on right now, if you want to call that a, a, a blog, it is. Uh, it is. So other yes. than that, I'm not involved in any other. I would tell you that most franchisees have a very difficult time uh, blogging um, on their franchise site because they have to stay within the, the outlines of the brand. They have to make the franchisor happy. And, and um, oh, yeah. Ray, Ray will tell me if I'm wrong, but I know he won't because we've, you know, I've had this discussion um, many, many times. Um, what I would say is for a non-franchise uh, company, to me, I think it's critical because it shows the expertise and the character of a company and, and the, of the people in the company. Um, and I think it also uh, shows uh, – it also helps build a company's reputation if they're newer uh, and that it is a phenomenal way, if it's done right, of making Google and the other search engines find you. That said, mm-hmm. I would much rather do a podcast – uh, radio show as Ray and I do because I find it a lot easier to talk than I do to write. I'm much more funny on, yep. In, yep. on voice than I am writing. And, and, and like like we mentioned earlier in the show, I, I, I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at and uh, I like concentrating on the things I'm really good at because I have fun doing those, but you know, I, I, I leave the other stuff to Fred. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's pretty so, good. That's kind of the way Carol and I work. Anything that I don't like, Carol does for me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. So, Ray, your last question to Bob and Carol. Oh, wow. Uh, there's, there's so many things, you know. That, uh, uh, gosh. So we know it's free. We we know that uh, SCORE is a bunch of really uh, sharp volunteers who know your business, and, uh, or know their business, I should say. And uh, what else can we we say about it? Uh, how can they help an existing business? We've talked a little bit, of, you know, about we the beginning and the end. And we did? Existing? Yeah, we okay. did. I think you're down to how okay. they get oh, all oh, the I know, I know, I know. Why does a bank want to sponsor you? Ah, a couple of reasons. One, because we have the, um, we work on the business plan, so we send them hopefully loan-ready uh, clients. And then the other ah. way is, and this is something that um, I'd like to pursue more, in fact, um, uh, I should check in with Andrew about this, um, is that we can really help a business, an existing business by looking at what's going on with them and trying to figure out um, how they can become profitable if they're not 
or make more profit if they um, they have some profit. And so if a bank has a, an underperforming client, you know, the, the loan's looking a little shaky, then they ought to give us a, a whack at it because we perhaps could help that client, you know, come back into compliance with their loan. Hey, Andrew, if you're still listening, what do you think? And I guess we lost him. Crickets. 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 Thought we still had him. Yeah, I would, I would really like to know, because we've mentioned that to banks before, and they all shake their head very nicely up and down, but we don't mm-hmm. seem to connect. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll get you connected to um, Andrew, and uh, so we'll make that connection so you guys can talk. Um and I can also get you connected to uh, Netta, who got me to uh, Andrew. So last question, then we'll got to go back to uh, Holly A. Ford. How do people get a hold of you? Well, probably the easiest way is to go to our website. And uh, at the national level, that's www.score.org. So S-C-O-R-E dot O-R-G. And then that way they can put in their zip code and they'll connect to, to the closest uh, SCORE chapter. But how would they get us if they were in San Luis Obispo? Well, San Luis Obispo. Good question, Bob. Mm. Go ahead, Carol. Uh, you, you go to sanluisobispo.score.org. Could I say one plug for our local chapter? Go for it. Three days ago, uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers uh, does a survey for SCORE National, and our chapter ranked number two in the country in client satisfaction. Push the button. Push the button. I'm going to. Where's the coffee? Gave you a long one there, didn't I? Yeah. You did. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity to be on your show. Oh, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. We want to thank you for being on the show, and thank you for um, uh, all the great work you do for the business community. And I also want to thank you for my uh, partners, Ryan and Michelle. You uh, have, I know that you've been a blessing in. Uh, the work they're doing. So thank you very much, and we're going to have you back. Thank you. Bye. So, Ray, great show, don't you think? Absolutely. Have we ever had a bad show? I don't think so. Well, there was one where we had some audio problems. and um, Well, that's because you forgot to pay the electric bill again, that's all. You said it was a uh, yeah, microphone. I think you forgot to pay the electric bill. That's... It could have been, but we were at your office, so why am I paying your office's electric bill? Ooh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, so let's let Holly A. Ford take it. Uh, take it away, Holly. Hi, this is Holly Ford with Zarian Firm. Turning this week in franchising, the fat for industry professional services. 
This week has brought several clients to me looking for businesses in Zarian's Fab Four franchise industries. So today I would like to re-highlight the Fab Four industry professional services. Although both professional and personal services generally have high margins due to low overhead and consumer-driven pricing models, professional services have a higher retention rate, higher price point, and of course, higher returns. Professional services include advertising professionals, accounting services, financial advisors, staffing businesses, direct marketing and consultants, amongst many others. Basically, they can be any organization or profession that offers customized, knowledge-based services to their clients. Due to the knowledge and expertise required by the majority of these services, clients often shun away from these opportunities. However, in the world of franchising, a strong franchisor will train the owner, assist in the hiring process, and even generate leads for the franchisee making the opportunity of the Fab Four franchise industry professional services a very powerful vehicle for creating wealth. Contact me at hollyatzarianfirm.com for help in synchronizing a professional service franchise with your interests and goals. For today's two-minute topic, Penny Lane, Dissecting Royalties. Penny Lane was released in February 1967 as the A-side along with Strawberry Fields Forever in what has often been described as the greatest single ever released. The single found the Beatles at their artistic creative peak and Penny Lane, as much as any of their songs released in 67, summed up the technicolor world that burst forth from the monochrome early 60s and the positive spirit that anything was possible. The single, peaking at number two on the charts, gave its creators royalties of two and three-quarter cents for every single sold. Royalties, of course, are simply put a percentage of gross or net revenues derived from the use of an asset. When purchasing a franchise, a fee clearly delineated in Item 7 of the FDD, the Franchise Disclosure Document, is royalties. These fees average between 4 and 11% of gross sales, depending on the franchise. Clients I work with often question these fees, but when they come to understand the value of the relationship between the franchisor and franchisee, these concerns quickly dissipate. Royalties manifest as a symbiotic relationship between the franchisor and the franchisee. So, for the use of the asset, meaning the brand name, the systems and procedures, the vendors, the support, and so much more, the franchisee pays a royalty fee. This critical revenue stream then further enhances the ongoing operations and support given back to the franchisees. The argument that is sometimes posed by prospective franchisees is that as they grow and make more money and become more secure with less support needed, they are then actually paying more. It's the same percentage, however, but more of their revenue to the franchisor. But these royalties support much more than franchisee support. Royalties are, as I said before, used for brand expansion, also technological advances, and even the development of new products and services. Some franchisors counter this concern with a sliding, decreasing royalty schedule. But whether they do that or not, I share with my clients the critical importance of this royalty stream to further growth and solidify the power of their brand. 
The stronger the business gets, the more powerful the use of the brand becomes, solidifying the franchisee's asset. For more information on franchise royalties or to find a wealth-building franchise, connect with me at businesswealth at zarianfirm.com. Next week's two-minute topic is entitled New Math, How to Determine a Business Multiplier. And finally, today, our highlighted franchise of the week is Sweetwaters. Sweetwaters specializes in handcrafted artisanal drinks with a limited local all-natural food menu. This dynamic creates a globally inspired cafe model that is highly profitable and scalable for its franchise owners. High product margins, semi-absentee ownership, and multi-unit opportunities are driving powerful growth to this unique model. The item 19 in Sweetwater's franchise disclosure document shows net sales over three-quarters of a million annually, and the total investment for a single location is approximately 400000 This is an excellent return. For more information on how to acquire your own Sweetwater franchise, connect with me at zarianfirm.com. If you have any questions about this week's two-minute topic or any other question regarding franchising, email me at holly at zarianfirm.com and we can cover it on a future episode. This is Holly Ford of Zarian Firm on Pillars of Franchising saying, see you next week, same bat time, same bat channel. Oh, that's cool. Well, Holly, I hope, you're, um, hope the cold goes away because... You're sounding a bit nasally there. Um, well, yeah. we're coming to the end of another great show. Um, Fantastic do you want show. I think so. I think it's it's for anybody wanting to buy or grow their franchise. They got two definite tool, uh, new tools, and then a toolkit. Um, next week's guest is Gregory A. Sossaman. Um, met him this past week. Uh, not only has he written the book Inside the Box, The Power of Complementary Branding, but he's also the CEO and president of Topper's Craft Creameries franchise. Oh, so that sounds delicious. It does. I mean, and from some of the toppings they were talking about, man, it'd be uh, – I'm afraid if I walked in one, I would not walk out without blowing my diet from here to kingdom come, my friend. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, I look, yeah, I had to drive all the way back from Vegas because there was no way I was missing the show today. And um, I love doing the show with you, my friend. I really do. Yeah. This is rocks. And mm-hmm. the fact that, it seemed like everybody I talked to at the show wanted to be on the show. It just really rocked, and we're going to have a great second year. Mm. Um, yep. So kudos to you. Um, and to you. And Well, thank you, sir. We just are going to rock this out. So, folks, Sounds good. We'll, we'll be back next week with another Pillars of Franchising. And you can listen to our past episodes at www.pillarsoffranchising.com. And until then, have a profitable and an enjoyable week. 